Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. And today I'm going to review a book. This is my first book review on this podcast, and you will be getting book reviews every four weeks as um, the podcast is organized as a cycle that starts with a teaching, a guest interview, a book review, and a Q&A. So next week is Q&A. I really urge you to... Whilst you're listening to this episode, um, think about any questions that you might have and head over to my page. There's a pin post and ask your questions. So I'm very, very excited for today's book review. Uh, everybody knows Gay Hendricks and The Big Leap, um, but not everyone knows about his other books and one of them in particular that I'm very, very fond of, which was called Corporate Mystics. So this is the book I am going to review. Um, apologies, actually, because it's a book that has been written by Gay Hendricks and Kate Ludman, and um, uh, I think she's often forgotten, so my apologies to her. And uh, what did I want to say about this first? I think we're in a world where people... Um, are very cynical towards big businesses. You know, people talk about big pharma, big food, big fashion, all that. Uh, we tend to think that um, the business world is a completely materialistic world. And what I love about uh, the corporate mystics is that it tells us another story. It focuses on the people who have a purpose, who are heart-centered and who are in business to make a difference, right? I think that's very important to see that because first of all, I believe that this is the way of the future. This is the future of business, of the business world in general. Uh, we need to bring the spirituality back into business, which I think I've mentioned in some of my other episodes. Um, but we need to have also some evidence that it's already there because there's too many, you know, like just like the, um, the press, often focuses on the scandalous, um, things that are negative, things that are shocking. Uh, we need to balance this out by highlighting the people who do good things, okay? So um, I've been also listening to um, Simon Sinek's podcast. Uh, it's really not a podcast. It's more a recording of his talks. And he's been promoting his latest book, which is called The Infinite Game. So I think the people who are highlighted in the press are people who um, play a finite game in an infinite game. And I'm not going to go too much into Simon Sinek's theory, but it's a very interesting one because he says that we apply the rules of finite games like baseball or football into um, the rules of business, which are an infinite game, because when you're in business, you're here to stay as long as you can. And that means that, yes, you might have some competitors, 
Um, but really, it, you, you can't have one winner because at one point you'll be ahead of your competition and then at another point you might be behind and it's all about staying in the game. So the people who are playing a finite game in an infinite game tend to focus mostly on the bottom line and on profit. And that's something that started in the 50s that need to be reversed because um, even though we can't put everyone in the same bag, the people in the business, the clients, and the suppliers, it's a holistic view and all of them matter. Of course, we're in business to make profit, but we can't be in business at the expense of the people who are in the business, okay? Now, Kate and, um, and Gay worked with executives and companies that I wanna cite because this might surprise you, but these corporate mystics that are within these companies are very um, profitable companies and very um, famous ones as well. So there's the likes of Zappos, HomeAway, Dell, Schneider Electric, Etsy, Intel, Motorola, and Nike, just to cite a few. Um, so we, I want in this episode to um, introduce you to corporate mystics, and they're not, they've always been there. You know, there's always been philanthropists. There's always been people who came into business with a vision, uh, but a vision for humanity, not just for their, um, their bottom line. So what I love about the book is that it starts right off the bat by claiming that corporations are full of mystics. And it actually is more likely for you to find a mystic in a boardroom than in a monastery. Now, of course, with the recent scandal of the children in Canada, and we know that the same thing happened in all over the world, where the Catholic um, Church um, really conducted a genocide against um, um, native people and their culture, you know, stole away the children, forced them to go to school and renounce their culture, um, their beliefs, um, and even being taken away from their families only to be neglected, abused, and, and some, in some cases die in horrid conditions. Um, this is even more true. Like, can you see that um, in monasteries, you've had some pretty evil people, and I'm not generalizing, but I'm just kind of putting the balance into, uh, you know, when people um, have a front, and the Catholic Church has had a front for absolutely ages, this is not personal, even though I was raised a Catholic, and the more I learn about the, the, the wrongs that it's done all over the world, the more I am ashamed of my own culture or my own religious background. I'm not religious anymore. Um, in fact, it's my intuition that told me there was something very wrong about the Catholic Church from, from very young. I was only eight years old when I said to my dad, I'm sorry, I can't continue to go to church. There's something wrong here. I don't feel like. Um, so there are, and I'm not saying that there's not some, some um, you know, um, inauthentic people in business, okay? I've met a lot of them myself, but the vast majority are actually quite genuine. So I, so yeah, what, what Kate and, and Gay highlight is that the corporate mystics are in business for their hearts and souls, and it's not incompatible, right? And it's interesting because in the spiritual realms or whatever, um, um, it's not realms, it's more people who call themselves spirituals, they often have issues around money. 
But one thing that's really important to understand is that you cannot have at this at this stage on the planet, money is the vehicle, the tool that enables you to um, actually make that change, to have the power to do things um, on a bigger scale. Whereas if you want to change things, but you're penniless or you just have your, you know, your own little salary, you're not going to have much of an impact. Right, so these corporate mystics, they're here for their hearts and souls, and they live in integrity. I think integrity is the biggest word that is thread through the entire book. It's super important, and I understand that. At the same time, I'm aware that we all lie at some point. I've, I've lied myself. I'm not going to um, hide this fact. Um, I was raised by a woman who lied all the time, and and adults who lied all the time, even if it's in the smallest ways, you know, uh, your child asks you, why, why are you sad, mummy? And you say, mummy's not sad when it's not true. You are sad. Um, that's a lie. And, and that's a lie that's actually quite detrimental to your child because they know you're sad and you're telling them you're not. And so you're asking them to ignore their, their intuition uh, or their perception. And yeah, as you know, I'm all about fostering intuition instead of beating it out of people. Right, so they also apply the golden rule of don't do to others what you don't want to do um, to yourself or to put it more positively, do unto others what you want to do unto you. And I've talked about that in certain episodes where I've explained that, for example, when I started in business um, and when I built my first professional website, the website builder, or the lady who taught the course, um, promoted putting one of those pop-up um, windows so people could sign up for your wait, uh, your newsletter. And I, I really dislike these pop-ups. Uh, very often they block you from reading anything until you sign up. And I find that intrusive and I usually never visit a site again if they have that sort of pop-up. Or I would have to have a very strong reason to go there to put up with the nuisance. Uh, but to start with, because I was in fear of missing out, because I thought I didn't know anything about business, I ignored my intuition and I put a pop-up on my website. It didn't last long. After a couple of months, I just took it off and never put it back on again. So this is what we're talking about when we say we do need to do business in integrity. If you hate pop-ups, don't put one on your website. Don't do like me. <laughs> just be, yeah, be braver than I was. So uh, they highlight 12 characteristics of corporate mystics. And I'm going to run them quickly, through them quickly, because I want you to really go out, buy the book and read it for yourself. But here are the uh, main characteristics. Absolute honesty, fairness, self-knowledge, focus on contribution. What can I bring to the table instead of what's in it for me? Non-dogmatic spirituality. Um, doing less to achieve more. So they're not people who, who are workaholics, usually. They have a pretty good uh, life balance, which is number 12. Um, they call forth the best in themselves and others. They have an openness to change and special sense of humor. And they keep an eye on the distant vision as well as on the small detail. They also have unusual self-discipline. And then we talked about balance already. So these are the 12 main traits, right? Uh, the book is structured in the following way. Part one, 
um, describes lots of examples and stories about um, the mystic as a leader in a business. And I, I found that part really, really nice. Um, it gave me hope for the future that we could rekindle this because my grandmother was, well, my grandmother, no, she wasn't. My grandfather was a businessman in the sense that he was very high up in um, a big bank as one of the C-suite members. And he was all about integrity. Um, I didn't know him for very long, but I know that um, for him, integrity was one of his highest values. And I think a lot of my grandfather's generations were like that in business. It was the norm. And I want this to be the norm again. I think it would be so important to have that fairness, to have that, um, that care, caring about the people who work for you, considering them as um, people that you're here to support rather than exploit. Part two is about uh, practical um, mystic-spirited solutions to everyday business problems. That's quite an interesting part as well. Because um, you might think, oh, now mysticism is completely uh, out there in the clouds, not practical, but it actually has some very practical implications. And then they have four 10-minute practices in part three for the discipline mystics. So that's, that's really lovely. My favorite one of their 10-minute practice is um, the integrity worksheet. And I'm definitely going to uh, work on that and try and apply it as much as possible. Right, so just to conclude my review, this is a wonderful and inspiring book. It gave me faith in the business world and a desire to go out and meet those corporate mystics and maybe meet the ones that don't have any support and that need support. It's full of useful advice and inspiring stories. I would give it five stars. I will be putting the link to purchase the book in the show notes. Now, up to now, the show notes went done for this podcast because I got caught up all in the promotion and it was a little bit crazy, especially since I work mostly one day a week in my business. So you'll understand why I had a bit to catch up. But now all the show notes can be found on my website, um, the intuitiverevolution.co.uk, uh, on the tab that's called podcasts. This is also going to be my blog. So if I have a topic that I want to discuss that's not pertinent to intuition or the podcast, and I'll add an extra special blog uh, for you to, to read. So in the show notes, I will have a special link, an affiliate link for this book. And I invite you to use this link so that I can have a little permission just to you know thank me in a small way. I don't think it would even buy me a coffee, but the cumulative effect might be good for me. Uh, so that you sort of sponsor my podcast through the purchase of books. If you want to buy the book, I'm not forcing you to do that. Absolutely not. Uh, and yeah, so that's that's it for today. I'm really happy to have done this review. And as I said, I will continue. So there won't always be books about intuition because this is called the Business Intuition Podcast. There will be either about intuition or about business. So this is going to be the main theme of the books that I review. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And next week we have our Q&A and I look forward to talking to you again. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. 
don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.